Hi guys, this is Mackenzie Fox and this is episode one of my podcast. I'm just going to be fully transparent right now and say that one, obviously I've never done a podcast before. That's why it's episode one. And two, since I've never done a podcast before and this is more just for fun and not necessarily something that I'm seriously trying to do. I'm actually recording this on my voice memo sitting outside with my corgi and she's going to be barking at other dogs in the meantime but I just feel like I always have a lot of thoughts on my mind and it's hard to always uh, kind of bring a lot of these large thoughts into conversation because people would start to zone out with how much I can talk when I want to talk Um, so I thought it would be a great idea to make podcasts to talk about some of the larger thoughts I've been having about different topics on life. So today's topic I'm going to be talking about is what happens and what do you do when your dreams change? So ever since I was a little girl, I've always been very much a big dreamer and a big doer. And I'm all about taking action when necessary, um, unapologetically going after what I want. And ultimately, I hold a very strong belief that if I want something, I can have it. But you come across a big problem when what you want, or or I guess I should say what you initially wanted, you no longer want. So for as long as I can remember, Growing up, I was a competitive dancer. I started dancing at the age of three and I became a competitive dancer around the age of eight. And ever since I began dancing competitively, I was completely ate up with it. I mean, I spent every single night in the studio and for dancers, they understand this lifestyle, but for people who aren't dancers, they think it's a little bizarre, but I would get out of school at around two o'clock, especially in junior high, and I would walk to the dance studio and I would be there from probably three to 9.30, Monday through Thursday, and then I would be dancing extra on the weekend. So I would have extra private lessons for dance on Fridays and these big master rehearsals on Saturdays. And I was just enamored with dance. I loved everything about it. I wanted to be in 15 dances. My mom was a dance teacher. I wanted to make up my own solos, my own costumes. And quite frankly, I would get in trouble for this because I mean, your teacher's supposed to do that, but I I wanted to make up my own dances. So I would make up my own solos, compete them, have my own costume. And dance has really brought me a lot of cool places in my life. Um, I was on the Palm Squad in high school, so I got to travel and uh, compete nationally, and I still did competitive dance through my studio in high school, and then uh, it automatically led to me uh, being a college Palm girl, and I was on a scholarship in college and danced competitively for my college, as well as um, competed for All-American, became captain, and I taught competitive dance in college as well, same amount of time. Monday through Thursday, wanted to teach every style, jazz, contemporary, you name it. I'm not going to go on and on about more of the specifics of dance because that's not necessarily my point with this podcast. But what I'm trying to say is that it was my life. It was everything I did. Um, A huge identifier of myself was just being a dancer. And when people talked about me, I felt like there was a lot of this perception and expectation of, 
oh yeah, well, Mackenzie dances. Mackenzie's a really good dancer and Mackenzie's a dance teacher. Like she's, she's a dance teacher. That's what she does. So when I graduated college, I remember my freshman year of college, I always started to begin dreaming of opening up my own dance studio. And I knew all of the complications that could come with this as well, because studio owners, that essentially becomes their entire life. I mean, you have to keep a studio running from four to 10 at night on the weekdays. And then obviously all day, you're really doing the business side and prepping. And I had a pretty good um, hold of business concepts as well as dance just from growing up a dancer, being very technically trained, and then going to business school and also coming from a very entrepreneurial family, I just had a grasp of both of those things. And I, in my mind, I was like, there is nothing more perfect for me than to own a dance studio. And this dream started to kind of come into my life around the age of 12. But I really, my freshman year, when I started thinking, okay, what do I want to do after college? This was really something I was thinking about bringing to fruition. Well, I graduated college and I was still teaching at a studio and I eventually left that studio and started my own program. And when I say program, it's a little different from a dance studio because I wasn't um, paying for a building. I wasn't renting out space. I was just kind of running my own dance program because I kind of thought that was the best middle ground to having a studio, but not having to fully dive into that life because I knew, um, a lot of my long-term lifestyle would not be conducive with owning a dance studio. So when I opened up my dance program in my mind, I was like, yep, this is it. Like I didn't realize that God would grant me these dreams in a different way, but here I am running this program. And so I started my dance program, uh, first year out of college And I would honestly say the first year it was very successful because there had never been a program like this in Oklahoma before because basically in the dance world, there's studio dance, there's high school palm, and then I created a program called All-Star Dance. And so it was a very first successful season considering that it was something that had never really been done before in the state. And so it was kind of just going boots on the ground. I'm just going to figure it out myself since I really didn't have anybody's footsteps to follow in, especially um, in the vicinity of where I live. But the, the dream breaking down began this last year in our second season. And like I said, going back, I've always danced. This is something I did. It's basically the same as a kid riding a bike. Once you learn, you know how to do it. And for me, this has been a lifelong passion, something that I never, ever would think to myself, I will never not do this. Even if it wasn't my whole life or my whole entire career, my full-time career, I never, it never came across my mind, the thought, I, I won't ever not be doing this. I'll always be doing dance in some capacity. So the second season comes around and I all of a sudden begin to really, really struggle with choreographing dances. I mean, really struggle. And for me, choreographing dances was always something that was fun. And I loved the process and I loved picking out the music and I loved making up the moves and even jacking up the moves and being like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever choreographed, but then I fix it and it was fun. And it wasn't something that felt so pressure to be perfect and it was just something I genuinely enjoyed and it wasn't 
it wasn't so outcome-based for me. I loved the dances that I created, and obviously I'm a very competitive person. I was on a, I, I grew up a competitive dancer, so I wasn't all about like, oh, this dance is great, but I don't care if it wins. I mean, obviously I cared if it win or won, but that wasn't the end goal for me. My end goal was to make something that I loved and that my dancers loved, and then ultimately I was happy with that and happy with the process of going to practice, making up the dance, just all of the components that came with being a a dance teacher. Well, that was when I started to knew or started to know, excuse me, that there was some sort of shift going on in me because this was the first time in 15 plus years I did not enjoy choreographing a dance. But here we are, we're in our second season of my program and I'm the coach and So I was thinking to myself, well, I have to choreograph a dance because that's what I do. That's what people are expecting me to do. And I choreographed it, but for the first time in my life, this was not a fun process for me to make up the dance, to teach the dance. It just was something that I wasn't enjoying. And despite all of this, we had our weekly practices. We, I made up the dance. I got the costume. I got the team. I essentially in externally I had everything that I wanted I had the good dance I had the good girls and my team even ended up winning state it was our very first time ever going to state and they won so I was obviously super excited about that and then they went to nationals and they placed top five so all of these things from the outside are just so amazing I mean you for an outsider would look at that and be like wow like that's it's clearly what you're doing is working but There comes a point when, yes, what you're doing is working, but what do you do when part of you does not, not even part, but a lot of you just cannot pull out the desire to do it? So we ended our second season in January, and this was already something that I was pondering with just because of my internal struggles with having trouble choreographing a dance, having trouble... um, mustering up the desire to go to practice to get everybody motivated because especially as a coach you I mean you are the leader of that team and you have to lead the team and lead the captains and so having to pull out a lot of things and a lot of energy and passion that I couldn't even find within myself so because we had great external results in our second season of winning and placing top five I told myself, I said, it would be stupid of me to not do a third season. That would be so dumb because we, I just started this program. We're only in our second year. We're already having great results. Why, why would I stop? Why would I stop? And a lot of the people closest to me, specifically my family and really close friends knew that I was struggling to choreograph and that I was struggling to find my passion and find my desire to want to do it and they they kind of told me they said Mackenzie I don't know about that I mean you got to think about all the nights you cried and I know that sounds dramatic but all the nights you cried because you couldn't make up a dance and you couldn't muster up the passion to go to practice and a lot of times I really did have to fake it because I I couldn't find it within myself and I felt like there was a lot of external expectation of like I said I grew up dancing, so it's like, well, Mackenzie's the dancer. Mackenzie's a dance teacher, so naturally, I put a lot of expectation on myself, 
And so I thought a lot of other people have these expectations of, well, this is her standard. This is how she coached and this is how she teaches and this is how she choreographs. So I was trying to uphold the same standard that I've always done when it wasn't coming out. So anyways, I agreed to a third season and in the midst of this, I became a school teacher and I actually kind of started to get that desire about a year and a half ago. And I remember in college, my mom always telling me, she always said, you would be such a good school teacher. You would do so well at it. And I said, I would never do that. I would not do it for the money. The money's not enough. I said, I want to teach dance. That's what I want to do. I'm going to be a full-time dance teacher, possibly open up a studio. I didn't know what specific route I was going to take, but I was dead set on being a dance teacher forever. (laughs) And so when I started to get these desires to become a teacher, I was having this internal conflict specifically because I started to feel dance kind of drifting from me. And so I, long story short, I became a teacher in January. And as I started to do this, it felt like it was fitting more of my long-term growth. And that's when I started to get really scared because as I began to start teaching school, I fell in love with teaching in the school environment. And I thought to myself, oh crap, like, is this going to make me lose dance? Is, is my passion going to go away? But the problem was, is my passion was already starting to drift and I was just having a lot of trouble accepting it so the school year ends and I made the really hard decision to shut down my dance program and I obviously made this a temporary decision because I don't know if in a year my passion will come back for coaching and for teaching dance Um, so I didn't want to say, oh, it's closed forever, but I almost felt so ingenuine bringing the program back for another season, even if we won, even if we had nationals, when internally I knew that I wasn't aligned with that anymore. And all of this goes to say that you can have dreams from since the time you're little and you can be having the same dream and just because your dreams change does not mean you have to carry the guilt or any shame of that because I was I felt so guilty I was like man I'm letting these girls down I'm letting um my future self down but ultimately I'm letting my younger self down and of all these dreams that I had of owning a program and owning a studio, I just actually felt like I was giving myself a slap to the face, my 12-year-old self a slap to the face. And well, here you go. You've had these dreams forever and look at you, you're shutting that dream down. But I think one thing that I've realized, especially since closing the business is that I actually didn't let my dream down and I did do the dream. That was my dream and I did it. And just because a dream doesn't continue on for the time period that you think it is supposed to doesn't mean that 
your dream wasn't valid or that you didn't or you let go of your dream, but your dreams change. And as you grow and evolve, um, just because one dream is leaving doesn't mean that another one's coming in. And so now that I'm teaching school and stepping into this new chapter and season in my life, I've learned that it's okay that your dreams change. And that doesn't mean that you're letting yourself down or you're um, going against your own beliefs. And it's even more scary when a dream is something that is a part of you or it's a passion, it's an identifier. But if anything, when these dreams leave you, specifically ones that are very closely tied to your passions or identity, um, it helps you realize that these things you do are, are things you do. They're not who you are. And if anything, God's trying to teach me that being a dancer and being a dance teacher is not who I am. It's something I do, but it is not who I am. And being a school teacher is something I do, but it is not who I am. And having to learn that all of these things in your life and plans, and especially in Western society, were so built on accomplishing and doing and goal setting, which is great. And I'm not saying to not do that, but at the end of the day, that doesn't define you and your dreams don't define you. There's something that's a part of you and it's something that you believe, but they are not you. And when you go after a dream and you don't want it anymore, that's okay. You don't have to feel bad for not wanting it anymore. We change. And yes, it might let other people around you down, but at the end of the day, do you want to let others down or do you want to let yourself down? That's what I've had to think about is honoring myself and honoring what I know is best for me and accepting growth and accepting change. And I I hate change. I used to cry when my mom would get her hair done and change the color of her hair when I was eight. I'd be like, you don't even look like the same person. I'd start crying. And so letting go of this dream has been so hard, especially because it's been a lifelong dream and it's been something that has been such a huge part of me. Letting it go was not just a, okay, whatever, screw you guys type of thing. It was very hard, but it would have been harder to hold on to something that I knew deep down inside that God wanted me to move on to something else. So my word of advice and my thoughts for today, my closing thoughts is it's okay for your dreams to change. If you had a dream and you went after it, that's amazing. You should just be proud of yourself that you went after it. And once you're doing that dream and you're in the flow, if it doesn't feel like a dream anymore, that's okay. You can let it go because I promise you God will plant other dreams and desires in your heart, especially when you're going through new chapters and new times of growth. But I hope you got a little something something from today. Like I said, I don't know if I'm a podcaster now. I just wanted to make a podcast because I have so many thoughts about changing seasons and changing chapters, especially for 20 somethings like myself. So I hope you got a little something and hope you have a great rest of your day with whatever you're doing. Adios.